Welcome to GayRomance.show, the MM author podcast where we get to hear from the writers of our favorite LGBTQ fiction and their collaborators. We're talking about the creative process behind these characters and their worlds. I'm your host, Slade James. It is Sunday, November 3rd, 2019, as I record this introduction. This week, I'm speaking with Leslie Copeland, professional beta reader, author assistant, cat herder, and co-founder of Les Court Author Services. We all know that in addition to an amazing author, the best books have partners, teams of people lending their skills to what we experience as the final product. I'm excited to hear Leslie's perspective on the process and how she contributes to some of the best-selling MM romance novels out there right now. And our conversation is coming up in just a few moments. In personal news, many of you know that right before launching this podcast, I met the love of my life. And this past week, we went on our first out-of-town trip together. We rented a cabin on a mountain in the Chattahoochee National Forest in North Georgia in between Blue Ridge and Ella J. It drizzled rain the whole time, but we didn't care because there was a wood-burning fireplace, and this was our first experience alone in our own private space without family around and work obligations and pets, and it was a fantasy suite situation, a mini new relationship honeymoon. And I actually said to Stephen at one point, we are living a scene out of an MM romance novel right now, and... I almost can't believe this is my life. I posted some pictures of our trip on Facebook. Obviously, there are more pictures of him than anything else, but y'all, he's got these blue eyes. Damn. Before I forget, I want to thank you for sharing the show with friends and leaving a review on iTunes. Both of those are entirely free ways you can support the show that have a huge positive impact on its visibility. I also want to thank you for pledging your support on Patreon. It demonstrates that you're enjoying the show and you want it to continue, and that's very encouraging to me. To find out how you can become a patron and support my time in producing more and more of these episodes, please go to patreon.com slash sladejames. I always read the author acknowledgments in the back of a book. I've always done this, as far back as I can remember, hoping for some glimpse behind the scenes into the author's life and their process. And that's what this show is about. If I could jump into the author's notes to their readers and start asking additional questions, I wish the author's notes were even meatier, like a long essay behind the scenes. I'd happily read that. But it seems like... Four out of five times lately when I've read an M.M. romance novel I really loved, the author thanks someone named Leslie. And it took a few books before it really clicked that this was the same Leslie, Leslie Copeland. And apparently, these books we love would not have been the same without her input. We all know it takes more than just the author to create a great book. It's a collaboration, a team effort. And here's this person playing on a lot of people's teams. And I've been dying for months to hear about what she does. She calls herself a professional beta reader. And I think the community needs more of her. So on behalf of everyone who doesn't necessarily identify as an author, but sure would love for their job to be reading M.M. Romance, I asked Leslie to tell us how she got started. I started like any bookworm did. I read too many books and spent too much money. (laughs) 
Um, social media was really big in getting me where I am today because I was able to connect with the authors. You know, they weren't just like books on a shelf in a bookstore. You know, all of a sudden authors are real people and I could actually talk with them and join their fan groups and talk to other readers. And it was... I, I don't know, I guess I was kind of in the right place at the right time. I got a couple lucky breaks with it. Um, you know, an author said, hey, I'm looking for a volunteer. And I jumped all over that. Um, and really, and then there's just like a lot of pounding pavement, uh, you know, putting myself out there and, and asking for the work, looking for it. Um, you know, really the big thing that made it all for me was connecting with Lucy. You know, she was... This author that I think she had two books out at the time. She had Borrowing Blue and Teeming Teddy. And I randomly saw a promotion. Someone was like, oh, here's this new author. We think she's great. And uh, I took a chance. I hadn't read either of the books yet. I took a chance and messaged her. And I just said, hey, you know, are you interested? You know, you're looking for a beta reader. And it was really sort of a stars align kind of thing because she had just had a beta that didn't work out the way she wanted. And when I started going, our styles just really clicked. And, you know, we we did Jumping Jude. Uh, it was, I think, maybe four days that we blasted through that. And, you know, huge, huge changes that we had made. And she's like, you know, you can make money doing this. And I was like, no, really? And yeah, here we are. <laughs> wow. So she was yeah. actually, uh, you were still doing this just for the love of it when you were first working with her. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just a reader. And like I say, I hadn't even read her books yet. You know, I just, I, I took a chance on a new author. I was only recently into MM at the time as well. I mean, I'd been reading it for a little while, but not, you know, not exclusively, not totally seriously. And, uh, yeah, it just, it, it was total luck. It, every, everything, like, it absolutely was stars aligning to get all of this in place. Had you been doing some beta reading for other people prior to that, or was this still kind of a new thing? Yeah, well, it was, it was a very new thing for me. Um, I was still reading a lot of MF, or sorry, a lot of MF. Of straight romances at the time and I was really enjoying I, I was hanging out in the reader group of, of an author named Deborah Anastasia and she one day she posted in her group and said quick I'm looking for some volunteers to do a beta read on this new book and I was one of the people that was that commented first and she brought me in as a beta reader and I made a couple of suggestions on this book and then when she sent out a final copy to everyone I saw that she had taken some of my suggestions and to see to, to know what the book was like before and then what the book was like after based on my suggestion specifically, that was so cool. <laughs> like, I did that. You know, I mean, for, for a reader to be able to influence a book like that, that was really, really huge for me. So I was kind of hooked at that point. Um, there, I had volunteered for one more book. Um, and again, I just, you know, I, I put myself out there and said, hey, I'll do it. Um, so I had done another MF beta and, uh, that one was, was really different because it was pretty much read like a finished product. It, I really just sort of gave, um, a review more than, you know, any kind of critical feedback. And I think that was it before I went looking for more, um, you know, one book where I did a lot and one book where I didn't do much. And I'm like, okay, I want more. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, I went searching for more books to beta read and, and that was it. So what do you think it was about your comments that might have been, you know, what do you think it is about your eye, so to speak, that might be different from other people that volunteer to read? Um, I think there's a couple things. One is that I'm not allowed to, I'm not afraid to tell you, hey, that didn't work. Uh, you know, what I see in author chatter is that they're getting a lot of people and they're like, oh, yeah, that was a great book. Or, you know, well, I didn't really like it, but I think it was great. Um, and that's not helpful. Uh, you know, so one of the things that I'm not afraid of is I'll tell you, you know what, this scene didn't really work. I think we can do this better. Um, you know, why did you make this decision? What if we did it this way? And I'll really you know, I, let's say, I, I'll, I'll be, I'll be nice, but I'm not going to sugarcoat things and tell you they're great if they're not. Um, the other one too, is that I listen to a lot of authors. I listen to the chatter. I listen when an author says, Hey, this book is really great on the craft. So my beta feedback isn't just my response as a reader, but I'm also coming at it in, I know how a book is put together. You know, I, I know that there's certain elements that a romance novel has to have. And so when I'm reading that book, I can say, you know what, that beat right there, that dark night of the soul, you didn't quite hit it strong enough. Let's give it more punch. Or, you know, I can talk about pacing, you know, so sometimes when a reader will read a book, they're like, well, you know, I didn't really like this part, but I don't know why. For me, I always try to find out why. You know, I, if, if this doesn't click with me, I'll talk to other people and I'll say, you know, this is what happened and this is what happened and, and I don't like it and, it, and I don't know the words for it. And I, you know, I'll, I'll seek out more knowledge, um, let's say just on the craft of it. So, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily an author myself to give author level feedback, but I'm more than just a basic reader and hopefully it all kind of mashes together well and my feedback turns out to be helpful. Okay. So let's say that I am an author and I contact you about beta reading a manuscript. First of all, I don't even know if that's a possibility if you um, yeah. are already full, um, but just walk me through the process or, you know, imagine someone like Lily Morton that you work with or, or Lucy, um, you get that, email or whatever that says here I've got something for you to read like how does it happen um for me I'm kind of hands-off um with the author as I'm reading I like to sink into what I'm doing and just like focus on the book focus on the plot focus on everything so I don't do a lot of chatting with the author as I'm going and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for my authors because maybe they're sitting there biting their nails going oh my god does she like it does she like it um but yeah i you know i'll try to read the book in as close to one or two sittings as i can just so that i really let's say have a good feel for it um you know i'm looking for i look at everything i guess um you know within the manuscript itself I'm going to make comments on how I'm feeling. You know, if there's parts that make me laugh or parts that make me grumble, uh, if there's a character that I really hate, um, you know, Haley Turner and Lily Morton have both been on the, the, the side of getting my feedback where just 
you know, with, with Haley, the one time it was, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, because I knew that something horrible was coming. And I have a good enough relationship with her that I can tell her that I hate her 37 times. And then when the moment comes, I can just be like, ah! <laughs> um, with, with Lily, she just released her book, Best Man. And there's an ex-boyfriend who is just horrible. And I, I just... <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Yes, horrible Patrick. He was horrible. And I just, you know, some of my feedback is letting her know exactly how this character is affecting me and that I hate him. And I think he's horrible. And I want him to walk off a short short cliff. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm going to sort of temper my feedback depending on who the author is. Uh, You know, I certainly wouldn't tell a brand new author that I'm working with. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Because, you know, that's not so professional. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll go through stuff like that. I'll, I'll question things, you know. Why are there suddenly five hands in this sex scene when there's only two people? There should only be four hands. Or, you know, did they actually remember to put their pants back on? Um, little things like that. Once I finish reading, I'll do up what I call my feedback summary. And that's where I'll look at all the big picture stuff, the the overall character arc, the plot, the romance itself, um, you know, the dialogue. Did the characters each come across with their own voices or did they blend together? You know, were there scenes that I thought dragged? Were there scenes where I thought that there should be more? At that point, once I've got all my notes in the manuscript and then my feedback summary, I'll send that to the author. Um there's been a few times and actually one of the newer things that I've been doing is offering my authors that we can do a phone call, whether it's FaceTime or you know Facebook Messenger or whatever, and we can actually talk about the feedback. Because sometimes what we find is I'll sit there and like, I know, you know, having the thoughts in my head and the reactions in my heart to what I've just read doesn't always come through when I'm trying to write up, you know, a feedback report. Um, you know, however informal or formal it might be, sometimes you just can't get the words out. So what we've actually found is if we do a phone call after the fact, it gives myself and the author a chance to to hash it out. You know, we can actually say, you know, the author can say to me, I don't quite understand what you meant by this. And and I can explain it and, and I can babble over the phone the way that I can't babble in a, you know, in a, a document. Um, and sometimes we get some amazing, amazing results. Uh, you know, I did this recently with Nev Wilder, and there was a couple sticking points in her book Resonance that just didn't quite work, but I couldn't figure out why. But again, like we had this phone call, and I was just like, oh, but what if we did this? And it was just this brainstorm that the two of us did together. And we got some amazing, amazing things out of it. And the book turned out fantastic. And I think that having that extra chance to talk about the feedback made a huge difference. I love brainstorming. And there's there's nothing like a live conversation. It's like there are all these intuitive things that happen. And, of course, you can go faster. And, you know, it's just so much it's just a different level. It's multifaceted. Are are you making your comments in in like the way an, a line editor would do, like in you know Microsoft Word with putting little bubble comments in the margins? Like, how, what kind of software are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I just use Word. That's my you know my preference. I'll use Google Docs too if that's what the author prefers. 
but one thing that I've learned is that I hate the thought of, and, and it's just like, you know, me being all nervous or something. Um, I don't like the idea of the author looking over my shoulder as I'm reading and leaving comments. So I'll usually work offline so that they can't see anything. Um, the other one too is that I always find that I need to go back through my notes, um, partly because autocorrect is not my friend when I'm <laughs> leaving notes. <laughs> so sometimes they're kind of gibberish. Sometimes I'll leave notes as I'm going through that are just for me. Um, you know, it's they might be really snarky or they might be super casual or, you know, it, it might just be notes, you know, hey, don't forget to comment on this because I'll have some random thought 47 pages later, you know, where I'm like, oh, hey, wait a second, what about that? And so then, you know, in my, I, I don't know, my post reading, I guess, I'll go back through all of my comments and make sure that I have things in the right spot, spelled correctly with capital letters and punctuation. Um, and, you know, that it's all appropriate to be passed on to the author. I'm wondering, since you do work with all these different authors, everyone you've named, by the way, I have a favorite book by, which is why I wanted to speak with you. Um, uh, are there patterns that you notice um, as far as issues with books or as someone who is reading a lot of different people and being backstage and seeing where things get hung up? Um is there like feedback you find yourself repeating? Are there things that you feel like an, a lot of authors need more support with? Um, when, hmm, okay. So right now the way that my business and my work has changed, I've, I've kind of gotten to the point where I just have a core group of authors that I'm working with. So most of them have worked out their kinks. I've worked out kinks with them um, it, it's pretty, pretty steady, pretty consistent. We know what we've got going on. Before, when I was working with a lot of newer authors, probably my most common notes were show, don't tell, um, which I think is, even, even with established authors, I think that can be an issue where they're saying, you know, that, you know, oh, John was a really great guy. He held the door open for strangers or whatever. Um, but they're not necessarily showing that. So it's, it will keep me from totally immersing in the story. Um, talking with Lucy the one time, she really worded it great uh, in a great way. She said, don't tell me that he's a great guy. Show me that he's a great guy. Show me him dropping money in, you know, in the guitar case from the busker on the corner. Show me that he, you know, is holding the door open for the, you know, the person coming in the apartment behind him. Um, you know, like just, it's more about the emotion than you know, fit, like actually saying this, 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 and this. Um, so I think that's one of the ones that especially newer authors struggle the most with. Um, I find it really hard, though, to really articulate the difference or what would make it better. So, you know, I can say this section is all telling, but I find it really hard to be able to say, you know, this is what showing would be and give an example so thankfully I have a document saved in my Google Drive and it's like 12 different website links that are really great at describing show versus tell. So a lot of times I'll just forward those on. Um, otherwise, you know, I think even, even the more established authors I work with, one of their biggest concerns is pacing. Does the story flow well? Is this part really boring? Did you, you know, were you interested in this? How was this subplot? Did it, did it all work? Um, I think that's probably the biggest question is, I say, did this work? 
Um, and so, yeah, that's that's what I where I try and go for, and that's that's those are probably the biggest concerns that I hear from my readers or from my authors. Sorry. So you're kind of I've heard people use the term book doula which i think is a little silly <laughs> between you and me <laughs> no offense to anybody that uses that um but it does make me chuckle um or a book coach i mean you're you're kind yeah. of like yeah you're you're coaching someone through the process and also um providing a little bit of teaching um along yeah. the way yeah i definitely don't just stop with my beta feedback, I make sure that all my authors know that, that just because I've sent you this feedback does not mean that I'm done with you. You know, I'm always around for questions. Uh, you know, if it's questions about my feedback, if an author has rewritten a scene based on my feedback, I'm always open to them sending it to me for another look over, um, you know, just to see if that did it. Um, I'm, I, I have read some books that, you know, from that first beta draft to the finished project, it's like there's magic. Um, you know, the one that really that always comes to mind is J.D. Chambers, the first book in her Only Colorado series. She had sent that to me. She's, you know, just this random baby author said, I wrote a book. Would you like to read it? And I gave her feedback. And it was a lot of constructive feedback. And she went and she made these revisions. And it was amazing, 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 amazing what feedback and good editing and really, you know, the, the author not being afraid to make those tough decisions when they're writing to cut things or add things or change things. Um, and, and so I think that too, I love, I, I love that I'm willing to give them, you know, more attention beyond just my feedback, but then working with the author ongoing as they're doing those final revisions. Um, it's just, it's, it's amazing, amazing, amazing. And I think that kind of defines a pro as well as somebody who understands that that's what they want from from you um, is to take it apart so they can put it back together better. Um, I always say to my editor, um, you know, you're the person who's going to keep me from going on live TV with spinach in my teeth. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> please be as mean as possible. Um, well, and... I tricky thing because a lot of authors will say that a lot of authors especially the newer ones will say be mean be ruthless tear it apart and it's a very fine line to walk to to do what they want but not but not at the same time um you know especially with newer authors it's a challenge to be able to 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 give them that reassurance and, and that, you know, knowing that, you know, yeah, you wrote a book and it's awesome and it's great, but here's the 47 things that we need to work on. <laughs> it's a, it, it's a very tricky thing. And it, you know, it, it, admittedly, it actually took me a little while to, to sort of find my voice in, in those moments. Um, you know, when it comes time to giving that critical feedback that might not be as well received. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure a few times I didn't come across the way that I probably should have. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's that's another thing, and and a lot of volunteer betas are afraid to give that critical feedback, and I think that makes a difference as well. And hopefully, that's why authors come to me for a professional job is you know, <laughs> they're going to get it. Well, Lily Morton credits you as having an ability to. Um, encapsulate everything in a sense of humor and you know kind of a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down um i think uh uh 
you know, she commended you for kind of having uh, your own sort of wit and in a way of like, because there, there is a particular kind of gut punch that you feel when you get something back that's marked up. I mean, you feel so stupid, you know, when you start reading some mm-hmm. of the things that you've um, done wrong, you know, and that's more along the editing side of things. But um, before we leave this kind of part of the conversation, do you have any advice for a new author that's just starting out, um, particularly in the genre that we're focused on, the MM romance genre? Yeah, you know what? Read. Read all the books. Learn what other authors are doing. Learn what you like. Learn what you don't like. And study the craft because there's more to a successful book than just putting words on paper. Um, You know, really knowing how a successful book is put together makes a huge difference. Um, you know, pick up resources like Romancing the Beat, join the different author groups on Facebook, um, listen for a while before you start talking. Um, I think it's probably a big thing. A lot of authors want to jump in and go all for it, but sometimes you need to take, you know, don't, don't just jump right in. Um, you know, don't be afraid to take those baby steps. Um, and, and like I say, yeah, just read and listen or, and study are probably the biggest things. That's great advice. Uh, one question, how do you read so much? <laughs> like, I guess if it's your, <laughs> I guess, I guess if it's your job that helps, right? But this is one of the things I struggle with even doing these author interviews is, you know, I want to read so much more and so much faster than I can. So how do you handle that part of it? Mm-hmm. I don't read as much as I would like to. I don't read as much as I used to, for sure. Um, One of the things that I try to do, and this is actually something I picked up. I used to work at a movie store, and I didn't watch a third of the movies. I didn't watch a 16th of the movies that other people did. But I could give you a recommendation on anything, because what I would do is I'll listen to what other people are saying. I will read the reviews. I'll listen to my friends, I'll listen to chatter in the author groups and I'll see what people are loving and not loving. And I kind of take that information and make it my own. So I can give a recommendation. I, you know, I I can't necessarily give a personal recommendation maybe, but I can say, Oh, I've heard fantastic things. Or, you know, if I get a new author that I'm going to work with, I can listen to the chatter about them. And, you know, if readers are consistently saying, well, I love their books, but I'll keep that in mind then when I'm going through doing a beta. So in terms of reading, I'm, I'm reading by osmosis. I I don't know. Um, You know, I, yeah, I I wish I had more time to read. Um, But I don't know. We we won't tell how many books I haven't read, (laughs) but then in the same breath, I won't admit how many books I have read. so. (laughs) So there are probably, other avid readers like yourself who have great language skills, great observation skills, who love this genre. They have a lot to offer in a support role for authors. So what advice would you have for someone who wanted to get started professionally in a role or a business like yours? So the first thing I would say is put yourself out there. Volunteer for everything. Um, you know, for me, even when I started working professionally, started looking for jobs um, as a professional beta reader, I was still 
knocking on the doors of my favorite authors, just taking a chance. And I would say to them, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking to set myself up as a professional beta reader, but I'd love to get more experience. If you're ever in need of someone, I'd like to volunteer. And I probably did that for about six months, um, you know, after I first, you know, set up an ad saying I'm doing this professionally uh, because experience matters, you know. So for someone new who wants to get into this, just do it. Read the books, review books, um, find your voice in giving feedback and volunteer. Just keep volunteering and eventually you're going to make those connections that, you know, the author is going to be willing to say, you know what, that was totally worth it for me. Um, and, uh, and they might be willing to, to give you money for it. I mean, heck, I still, I have an author that I still volunteer beta for. <laughs> there was a uh, AM Arthur had posted ages ago that she was following this plot bunny, um, the series that became her breaking free Omega verse. And I was totally that reader. I was like, yes, yes, follow the plot bunny. I volunteer to beta for you. And that was like two years and eight books ago. And I still do it for free just because I absolutely love the series and I love the books. And it's worth it for me. It's okay that I don't get paid for that one because they're just so good. Oh, it's good to know that there's still some joy in it for you and you haven't ruined that by, you know, making it a job because sometimes that, you know, you can move something over to your chore list and it, it changes the nature of your relationship with it. Um, yeah. Well, obviously we need more of you because your time is limited and the number of people that you can work with at the level that you want to is limited. So I, I did, you know, investigate your website and I saw that you do have other people on your team who do a variety of author support services. So if someone wanted to become a part of what you guys have going on as a business, how would she go about uh, approaching you? Um. To emailing us through our website um, or messaging me directly will work as well. Uh, show us what you can do. Give us some references and we'll check them. We absolutely will check references. You know, with, with our team, I mean, we, we work with a vast majority of the authors in the genre. So we have our, you know, we kind of know a little bit of everything. Um, and really what we're looking for in any role to join the left court team is we want someone who's motivated, someone who's going to go out and get it. Don't just sit there and, and, and wait for the work to come to you. Uh, you know, seek it out. You know, look, look for those times that an author has just posted the end on their, on their Facebook wall and be willing to jump in and say, hey, if you need a beta reader, we're right here. Um, you know, we want people that are going to be engaged and supporting the author community and the readers as well uh, and being a positive influence. This is such a cool business you guys have going. Had you seen other businesses like yours? Um, or are you just making this up as you go? I am making everything <laughs> up as I go. Yay. Oh, my gosh. So in terms of the business, Left Court, uh, that was, I don't know, we're two, three years old. I don't even know how old we are right now. Um I was, you know, I was still new to the genre and I kept seeing in groups that I was, you know, following and authors that I was talking with, there was this other person that would comment and her name was Courtney Bassett. And we just always kind of seemed to be in the same place at the same time. And I had seen that she was doing some proofreading at that point. 
And we just started chatting one day and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we, you know, joined our forces together? You know, I can do the beta reading before the book is released or, you know, like beforehand and then you could do the proofreading and then, yay, you know, we're like a one-stop shop for authors. And, you know, we both thought, hey, that's kind of a cool idea. Let's go for it. So, you know, as we say on our website, you know, we, we, we blended our names and picked out some underwear and the rest was history. <laughs> and, I mean, we really we had no idea what would become of it. Um, you know, I think at this point now there's, I think there's 13 people on our team. Um, everybody works as a freelancer. So, you know, we're, we're picking up jobs on our own or people are messaging left courts as like sort of a central hub. And we just kind of divide up the jobs based on whoever, you know, if it's their strengths or their preferred reading genre, uh, or just simply availability and, um, and it's, I'm, I'm really proud of it, actually, <laughs> you know, to, I, I will toot my own horn on this one. I am really, really proud of the people that we've put together and the work that we're doing and our reputation within the author and reading community, um, you know, because we've heard from readers that if they see that someone from Les Court has had a hand in a book, they're pretty confident that it's going to be an awesome book. And that's really, really cool. Yep. I, I'm so impressed by that. I mean, I've never seen anything quite like it, but it does remind me of, you know, a couple of decades ago, I was around the indie music business, and it reminds me of indie music and indie film where you have these sort of roving bands of professionals that um, that kind of... Um, a, rotate through different productions and jobs, but they sort of tend to cling together like a little gypsy family, you know, like moving around, um, having their hand in different things. And it's uh, all bound together by like a genuine synergy, you know, a, a creative collaboration or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really cool and it's exciting. Do you have um, people who do like, other things like do you have cover designers do you have editors what other kinds of um services do you offer we are just about everything but the kitchen sink um the only thing that we don't have on staff quote unquote is uh, a cover designer but we do have partnerships with a couple of designers um angsty g and kate ashwood are two that i work with on a regular basis for promo materials um, and, and we just, you know, we can give a lot of recommendations if an author is looking, but we don't specifically have a designer on our team. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can, we can pretty much help an author through every single step of the process. Um, you know, if they want an alpha reader to read like those really rough drafts, if they want beta or editing or proofreading, um, you know, and then, uh, formatting and then post-release we have you know I, I've developed a, a review team for both books and audio and we do promotion and we have teamed up with Michelle Slagan who runs Vibrant Promotions and she handles uh, blog tours and release blitzes so we can do our, our team can do pretty much anything or we're just one step away from having the contact who can do you know, whatever it is an author needs. And that was really, as our team was growing, that's one of those things that I specifically was looking for was that I wanted us to be able to do everything. You know, I, I want to be that absolute one-stop shop that an author can, you know, get everything they need from us. 
That's really awesome because the first thing that you think, especially as an indie, when you look at, oh my gosh, I've got to do beta reading and I have to find an arc team and where do I find, you know, photographs for the cover you know like there's a million questions that come up so just to know that that you could get handed off at each step like um to know that there's somebody who will kind of hold your hand through the process really is what you're talking about um i'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to listen to this and just be like oh that sounds amazing i hope so i hope so and we specialize i mean we we are exclusively gay romance Every once in a while, someone will come in with a request and we'll shake it up a little bit. Um, but, you know, we, because we specialize in this genre, which is what we all love and we're all so passionate about, um, and, and 99% of what we work with as well is indie. It's all self-published stuff. So we really, and, and some of our people are actually authors themselves uh, or working towards being authors themselves. So we try to, you know, we, we kind of know all the things. Well, and I think that that's the reason why your produ- your authors are able to produce such professional, you know, like work that can stand up against any kind of traditionally published work and have that same mm-hmm. level of polish and expertise. Uh, and that is, that makes the entire industry you know, it elevates the whole genre. It elevates indie authors sure. in general. It sets a really good bar. Um, so I want to, before we run out of time, let you talk a little bit about these anthologies, um, <laughs> particular, the heart to heart. Um, tell us about where the idea came for that and, you know, how it all goes down. Okay. So heart to heart was a what if. I was chatting with a couple of my author friends and I don't even know how it happened, but I just sort of had this random idea and I said, Oh, wouldn't it be cool? And, uh, you know, we, we sort of chatted about it and it, I was surprised at how quickly some of my author friends said, yes. Um, you know, historically anthologies aren't really a big thing. They don't make a whole lot of money. Um, so when we went into this, we, we really sort of said, you know what, we're going to do this and we're going to make it a thing. Um, so our, our goal was to find the authors that would bring the readers in. We knew that we wanted to make this a charity project, um, by setting it up that each release is only available for 90 days. It's. It makes things, it, it does things well on a couple of levels. The authors get the rights back to their books, to their stories quite quickly. It's less bookkeeping time for us. And it's time that we can give the, our charity, our chosen charities, we can give them the money faster uh, because we're not, it's not a long drawn out thing. Um, and we had no idea it would be so big. Uh, you know, I remember talking to Lucy Lennox in the beginning with the first one and she had made some kind of comment about, you know, we might be lucky and we might get $10,000 doing this project. And uh, then it made 21000 and we all kind of went, oh, oh my gosh. And then book, you know, we, we, I put together another group, you know, lots of returning authors, a bunch of new authors for volume two, and that one made $25,000. And we just absolutely flabbergasted. Um, you know, the it, it's just an anthology. Nobody reads anthologies, but apparently they're reading this one, and it's it's beyond our wildest dreams. 
Um, at this point right now, I mean, Heart to Heart Volume 3 has been out since October 1st, so it's nine days old at this point. And we just checked the numbers and we've just cleared 15,000 on this third volume in under 10 days, which is <laughs> it's incredible. I um, am reading it right now. And you know what? When you said that, you're like, no one reads anthologies. And I was thinking, do I have another anthology anywhere on my Kindle? And the answer is no. Yeah. You know, no, like this, no. um, yeah, this definitely has, it, it has the feeling of an event. And it's like I missed mm-hmm. it the, the first couple times you did it. And so this time I was very sensitive to the limited time that it was offered. You know, I think I pre-ordered it. So yeah, your marketing Mm -hmm. worked on me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we still, we'll still get people asking us, where can I get the first volume? Where can I get the first volume? And it's, you know, and we have to say, nope, it's gone. You can't get it anymore. A bunch of the authors have released their stories as standalones. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, May Archer took her story. uh, It was originally The Baker and the Seal, and it turned into the... She called it the date. Uh, she re-released it. She expanded it, released it, and that was the beginning of her new Love and O'Leary series. Yes, which has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Eden Finley took her story from Volume Two, and actually, she you you didn't know right off the bat, but she's actually blended it into her fake boyfriend world, and so that's actually part of her series there. Um, else had i know a bunch of authors have have spun it off or blended it in um lily morton did that i think i think hers connected to one of her series um but yeah it's it's really cool that uh it's nice that you know these stories are something that the authors are able to use again in the future yeah congratulations i mean what a cool idea and a cool project um I think it's probably every editor's, you know, um, book coach's dream to kind of do something like that. Um, what just, I'm just curious, how are the authors chosen? Is it just organic, just based on people that you've worked with? Or if somebody is interested in being a part of something like that, how, how does that process work? So with the first volume, it was very much my author friends and a couple of recommendations um, from others in the group, just because at that point, let's say we had no expectations, you know, it's, Hey, let's grab a bunch of friends together and see what happens. Um, you know, I think the, the biggest excitement for me with volume one was including Chris Owen, who, you know, I didn't really see her online a whole lot, but she wrote the deviations series. Um, some of the books co-authored with Jody Payne and she was one of my bucket list authors. Oh, that would be so cool. I wonder if she would do it. And she said, yes. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so that first one was really, it was me gathering my wish list of authors. Uh, with volume two, we changed things up a little bit. Um, but really our underlying goal with every author that we invite to the project is that we want to raise money for charity. We want those authors who are going to bring in the readership. We want authors who have different fan bases from one another um, so that we're not just hitting the same group of reviewers of readers, you know, including someone like Charlie Cochet or Haley Turner, they're bringing in um, shifter fans or paranormal fans Mm -hmm. to a a, a, um, contemporary project. So that's, 
really something that we kept in mind. Um, I have a wish list, you know, or sorry, I have a list of authors who want to join the project. And we've definitely picked a few names off of that list. But I do, I do seriously look at, will this author help the anthology make more money? So it's a very tricky line because I'd love to have everybody participate. I, I would love to use this as a way for authors to get their, you know, to get their work seen, but that's not our number one goal. And so it's a little bit of a business decision and a little bit of a personal decision when we're making the lineup. Um, so it's, it's hard. It's, it's actually really hard to, to make sure we do it right. Um, and who knows? I mean, maybe maybe heart to heart baby authors will will be a thing, and you know, we'll we'll use this venue to help newer authors get a launch pad. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, I um, I just get this sense that you guys are really going to expand um, as you just sort of keep following your own little plot bunny <laughs> through this business <laughs> um, that you're growing. So most people are going to be listening to this for the first time, probably in late October. Um, what's on the horizon for you? Is there any works in progress that you'd like to mention or any, any events coming up? Um, by late October, we will have come back from GRL. Uh, Left Court is representing uh, the industry professionals at GRL. Um, so that's kind of cool. We're getting to actually meet some of the authors that we've worked with. Um, and, and the reviewers, too, actually. We, our review team is pretty amazing. And, and knowing that there's going to be so many of our reviewers at GRL is really cool to connect with them. Um, on the horizon, I don't know. It's possible that I have plans for a fourth heart-to-heart Um I just and I have my wish list of authors already put together for it, maybe. But who knows? <laughs> um, I don't know. You know what? It's it's kind of just one day at a time, and I'm notorious for you know. Oh, I've got two days off. I wonder what else I can do. <laughs> um, which is it's terrible, and you know, I yeah. <laughs> who knows? Leslie, it is so awesome getting to pick your brain about your role in all this. And and I really wanted to spotlight the fact that there are people participating in the collaboration and the creativity behind the scenes that are helping us um, have these great books and story worlds. And um, it, it was definitely one of my bucket list guests um, appearances just to have you on and, and hear about what it is that you're doing. So thank you for coming on. Thank you. It's kind of surreal to, to be asked for this, I guess. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still just that bookworm who does what she loves. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy that she's like, I want to talk to you. I'm like, me? Really? Why? Because <laughs> you're famous so, yeah, now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening to GayRomance.show, the MM Author Podcast. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever app you prefer. For show notes and links to the websites and books we mentioned, please go to GayRomance.show. You can also find me at SlayJames.com. And I'll talk to you later.